What is going on, everybody? My name is Mike Hughes, creator of Mike on the Mic. I'm sitting here with Adam Saleh, my boy. I've known him for about eight years now. We went to high school together. Always sat at the lunch table talking about the Cubs, talking about the Sox. He's a day one hater of the North Side. Adam, how you doing? Of course. What's up? Thank you for having me. You know, Adam. Adam's one of those diehard Sox fans that I feel like, you know, regardless of how you look at it, he's always been there from the from the very beginning. Um, don't know why his entire family are Cubs fans. Um, that's just him. Adam, if you want to talk about your love for the Sox, what got you into that before anything? Okay, so first of all, I got into uh, the White Sox um, in the 2011 season. That's when the Cubs sucked. They had Starlin Castro and someone else. Starlin, no, Starlin Castro and Anthony Rizzo. I don't know why I forgot about Rizzo. And um, everyone was diehard Cubs fan in my family. And then uh, my uncle is a bandwagon, so he started watching the Sox. And I, I believe in 2012 um, was when Adam Dunn hit like 50 or 40-something home runs. And I liked Hawkisms. I liked how Hawk would be like, he gone, or, you know, all those Hawkisms. I liked, I loved Chris Sale. I liked Paul Canerico. And I liked the black uniforms, so that's why I got into the White Sox. I didn't like the Cubs' uh, um I've never been to a Cubs game until with you, I think in 2019. Yeah. But um, I didn't like the idea that a lot of Cubs fans would go to the games and just be on their phones. Uh, and that's what it was uh, for a while now. Uh, Sox fans are drunk. They're, they, they're blue collar, which I like because I'm a blue collar guy. Cubs fans tend to be white collar, so that's what attracts me to the White Sox. Yeah. Um, but I've lived in the North Side all my life, so I've been always. I, when I was at North Town with you, man, I got bullied left to right because I was a Sox <laughs> fan. So it challenged it challenged my love for the White Sox, and it's real love. Um, but I forever respect the Cubs. You guys do it the right way. Right. You guys do a lot of things the right way. Right, and you know, one thing I'd give it to you was even in 2016, this man was not going. If you don't know Adam Saleh, man, this man, this man, and I don't care what he says. It was, we, we would talk about it every day. I was like, Chris Bryant's going to be an MVP. Anthony Rizzo's going to be a candidate. Arietta's going to be a stud. And he was like, nah, nah, nah. And then 2016 playoffs come. And right before the World Series, I have class with this man. And we're sitting there and we're just, and we're talking. And I go, they're going to win the World Series. Watch. And this is the World Series, mind you. The game seven comes. The next day I come to school, Adam's gone. Adam transferred to a different school. And I don't care what he says the reason was, that was my reason. And I said, I made this kid transfer, bro. I was ready to come in and give this man hell. And he never gave it to me. Didn't, didn't you go to class and then you were like, you uh, you said something? And then uh, the teacher yeah, was like, hey, I got a whole detention. Oh, my God. the day after the Cubs won the World Series. It made me so mad. I walked in the class. I kicked open the door, like, respectfully. Like, it wasn't like a kick, like, break open the door. Yeah. But it was, I kicked it open, and I said, where the F is Adam Saleh? And I was happy as shit. I spent all night at Wrigley Field. We were just partying, having fun with my family. Um, and then, first of all, I got a detention, and Adam wasn't even there. So I was really upset because I was like, if I'm going into this, I'm going hard because like, I don't care. I'll take the detention, the, the detention. But then to find out Adam leaves and my teacher goes, first of all, that's a Saturday. I think it was I think it was Miss Conway. And she goes, second of all, Adam transferred. And I was like, bro, I was like, what? I was like, who am I going to sit with at lunch? But, you know, 
getting into it though, we got to talk about the trade deadline. Got to talk about a lot of things. You know, I know you've been waiting a very long time, and we're gonna go back to 2016 really quick. You know, when all the Chris Sale, Adam Eaton, everything went down. Um, you got Luis Robert. You got you know Lucas Giolito remarkably panned out um we'll see though but um you know he's panning out as of right now and it's going really good and you're finally at this peak and you know before we talk about stuff in between the Cubs and the Sox we got to talk about the Dodgers because you always dogged me Adam I remember you always saying the Dodgers are always beating you the Dodgers are always beating you and you know now that I'm rebuilding I'm just chilling watching it how do you feel knowing that the Dodgers acquire Max Scherzer Trevor Bauer um, Trey Turner, all these guys. Dude, they get everyone. First of all, the Dodgers don't care about the luxury tax. Right. The Red Sox purposefully traded Mookie Betts. But you don't trade Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is a guy you simply don't trade. That guy should be should be signed to a four hundred million dollar, which I think he did. You don't sign. You don't trade a guy like Mookie Betts. The Red Sox ownership decided they don't want to go into the luxury tax because they spent stupidly, and so they traded Mookie Betts. The Dodgers are an organization that do not care about uh, the luxury tax. They'll pay it. They don't care. The Dodgers have a brand. Um, they support. They uh, love their fans. They don't care about money, um, and they have. They want to win multiple World. I, be, before last year, when was the last time the Dodgers won a World Series? It was, it was like, like 20, 30, 30, 30 years. something years. I think it was like the eighties. Exactly. So. So I, I, White Sox will never get there. I mean, we have Ryan's a douche. I call it Ryan's Dorf. That's what I call him. Yeah, I will never get there until he dies. The Cubs, Ricketts needs to follow the Dodgers model, which is first of all, you invest in international free agents, you uh, spend spend a lot of money developing your prospects, and then you spend big because you know what that will get you. You you'll be able to fill in your holes. And if a star is not producing as well, like uh, I think Corey Seager's not doing so well, and he's been injured as, as well, you trade your prospects for major right. stars, and that's what the Dodgers did. And you know they won the World Series last year; they were favorites, in my opinion, to win this year, and I think they're going to win it again. It's going to be tough. Uh, it kind of sucks for the poor teams like the Sox and the Braves that don't usually spend too much, and you know those. Um, those teams so but i can't hit on them you know right literally what the dodgers are doing the cubs can do the yankees can do the red sox can do but they don't got the balls to do it the padres by the way are a small market team just like the white sox white sox have no excuse they can easily do what the padres are doing they choose not to so what i tell you what i usually tell the young fans is pay attention to ownership or else you're going to be a typical cubs slash white sox fan where you're going to wait 70 years to see a world series so um, I'm, I'm not hating what the Dodgers are doing. I respect it. I, I really like what they're doing. Um, I'm envious. Um, yeah. I'm depressed because, <laughs> you know, we're probably not going to win a World Series because, dude, they got Trey Turner for two years. They got Scherzer for an, an X amount of years. They got Mookie Betts. They Bauer, they might retain him. If they don't, who cares? I yeah, mean, they I got mean... May. They got... They got so many. Kershaw, is, uh, his contract is ending soon. They can retain him. Uh, again, so I'm not hating it. I respect it. Right. And it's one of those things like, you know, we even see the Padres are making moves now. You know, you're signing Tatis after, what, two years to like a 13-year deal. Machado, Darvish, Snell. Like, these are yeah. these are teams like, these are guys you don't think go to teams like that. And it's not that, exactly. I like what you're saying, like you're a small market team, but at the same time, you're not. You know what I mean? It's like, 
you're you're the little brother, right? You're the little brother to the big brother, and like a, a revenue standpoint, like the Cubs will always have a better revenue. But I feel like strictly, and I'll say this, I'll say this on the podcast, like I like, I still call it U.S. Cellular. I will not call it guaranteed rate, but. I like that a lot better. I like the atmosphere than Wrigley Field. I love the fireworks show. I love those weird balls that are in the wherever, whatever that is. It's strictly baseball and that stuff. Right. And and it's like, and it's fun. And it's like the uh, the fans are fun. And at Wrigley, it's more of like a family community. But like you can, you can go and bring your friends, someone in their 20s. I'm sure when I'm older, I'll feel the same way I used to when I was a kid. Um, But if you're not in the bleachers at Wrigley Field, you're not having that great of a time unless the Cubs are winning, which now we're entering a phase where they won't be. But for the White Sox, it's like, bro, you own the Rhinesdwarfs, you own the Bulls and the White Sox. So I can't call you a small market team. You just don't spend money on either of them, which is the crazy part. But for you, you know, before we get into what happened yesterday and the day before that, um, not getting Trevor's story, not making a real offensive move after Eloy goes down, Robert goes down, Madrigal's out, and now he's gone. Do you feel some type of way not getting an Adam Frazier for nothing or even finding a way to get Trevor Story? Well, Adam Frazier, actually, the Padres gave a good amount for Adam Frazier because I think he's not a rental. He has two to three years left on the, I think two years on his contract. But, yeah, I'm very disappointed, first of all, because the Rockies uh, announced that they did not trick Trevor Story because they received offers from the White Sox, the Rays, and another team that I'm forgetting. I think Mariners, I'm forgetting. But they said those offers were simply not enough. So we're deciding to uh, get a third, like a, a qualifying offer. They're going to give them a qualifying offer. He's going to reject it. They're going to get a draft pick, draft pick pack, which is draft pick back, which is probably going to be second round to third round. That means the offers were atrocious. So the White Sox, I'm disappointed. First of all, when you get a guy like Trevor Story, who's struggling right now, a guy like Trevor Story will figure it out. He's right. not going to struggle the rest of the year. That dude is going to figure it out. So first of all, I despise the White Sox cheapness. I despise their uh, inability to be aggressive. They've always been aggressive when it comes to the bullpen. They signed, um, Ra- um, I believe, see, I forgot his name, Robertson. Yeah. Uh, from, Cano, right? I think we signed him. Huh? Dave, David Robertson. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we signed him to a big contract. We signed Liam Hendricks to a big contract. Just like historically, we've always invested in the bullpen, which is smart. You know, bullpen actually does win championships. But at the same time, we don't really address the significant needs which exist in the lineup. So that, I mean, you could have had Chris Bryant for cheap. You could have had, like, literally the prospects the Giants gave for Chris Bryant, right. weren't all that. We could have easily gotten Chris Bryant. Yeah, we did it. Even though Chris Bryant could have played third base for us, could have played left or right field for us. You know, you could have shifted Mankato to second base. You'd be like Joe Madden. That I mean, you like could, you could, players. you could really put him anywhere. He's played seven positions yeah. throughout the year. He's played left, center, um, right, short, second, third, first. This man's done it all. He could DH if you want him to. But for me, like you said, we were talking about it before we even started this. Like. I would have been perfectly content if you would have just been like, okay, here's his name's Gavin, right? Gavin Sheets and um, and Jake Berger. That's fine. I'll take them. Just because personally, fr- from you, I know who these guys are, and I'm confident in like them somewhat being able to develop them. 
But these guys we got for Chris Bryant, not that they're not going to be good. You know, I have no idea. But they were lower in their pipeline, you know, in the Giants farm system. I have no idea who these cats are. Um, I will learn more about them. I'll be better about that. Um, But until then, I'm kind of just sitting here and I'm like, you know, personally, like, I want you guys to win. I want you guys to be great. We're helping you out. You helped us out. Like, it's a like, it's like, all right, well, we're a part of something then. Like, we did that, you know. And I wanted Chris to go to the White Sox. I, if Chris Bryant, and I, I, I'll say this, if Chris Bryant went to the Chicago Cubs, broke a 108-year curse, and then went to the White Sox, who only have one championship in like damn near 100 years, same as us. I'm not bashing you. I'm just saying. Um, that man would be a legend, probably a top three Chicago athlete of all time. Like That's just how I see it. And to not be able to land him... To not be able to land Story, Frazier, or anybody, it was just kind of like we'll talk. We'll talk about what you did get and next. But I was just kind of like you know I felt like the main focus wasn't. I don't know personally. I think they didn't see the the Dodgers getting Trey uh, Trey Turner. I didn't see it coming. I I know it's coming. I didn't see it coming. I was like I got the note. Me and you were talking about. I was like oh I think they'll go to the Padres if anything. They got the farm system and the Dodgers were just like nah we're taking that. And I was like. Okay, like that's cool, I guess. But well, let's talk about that for a second. So, uh, look at the NL West, right? The Giants are part of the NL West, right? The NL West is so competitive. It's you nasty. Have the Padres, though. you have the Giants, you have the Dodgers. The Padres made those moves because they have the Giants and the Dodgers lurking on. Right. Them. The Dodgers made those moves because of um, the uh, Padres. Giants did, made those moves. It's a divisional competition. Right. I love that division. I'm going to be watching all their games now oh, yeah. uh, from now on because it's fun. Uh, in terms of uh, the White Sox, it's it's a cakewalk division. We're going to get it, the division. It, it, it reminds me of like the Cubs in 2015-16. Like, it really wasn't. It, it wasn't a big deal. Like the Cardinals were falling off, the Brewers were non-existent, the Reds, Pirates doesn't matter. Yeah, right. I, actually, the AL Central is easy, was easier than the NL Central back then. Right. Uh, they they were that easy. So, um, so and what I'm trying to say is the bullpen is was just it's just trash this season. It cost us many games. Um, our offense cost us some games because uh, of the you know Eloy got a lot Eloy going on. There. Yeah, so I think I, I know Rakan and Kenny Williams too. Like I know them very well, uh, not personally, but because I've been a fan. Since right. No. Yeah, I know what you meant. So essentially, what they were thinking is, Eloy and Robert are our they are our uh, uh, trade deadline additions because guess what? They've never played before this deadline, and now consider our trade deadline additions. You know, I don't like that mentality. It's they're cheap as hell, right. but they're but it's realistic. Saying, our offense, yeah, our offense was good. It's gonna only get better because Eloy and Robert are coming. Our bullpen is trash. So here's Craig Kimbrell, and no one expected it. That's how. By the way, when we're gonna talk about um, Hoyer and Hans' relationship, it's proven that these two GMs don't fuck with each other. Uh, can I swear on this podcast? Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, they, <laughs> they don't fuck with each other. Like, with the Eloy trade, no one saw it coming. Literally no one. And Rick Hunt explained that. I think he was at a movie theater with his son. Right. And then Epstein called him. And then Rick Hunt 
went uh, back, like behind the movie theater and then like was whispering, talking to Theo Epstein about a trade, and then they agreed, right? And then we fucked you guys over for Eloy. Now with listen, the, bro, uh, we're gonna get into that. Uh, we're gonna get into that. I don't want to hear none of that. Don't get me going, bro. And so with the Kimbrough trade, no one saw it coming. Hoyer uh, and Han made a secret trade, and not no one knew it. No, like I bet you they're the one that released that information once it was official. Right. I like that respect between Hoyer and uh, Han. They have a, those two organizations have a mutual respect, right. um, and they. I think we're gonna have more trades to come in the future. That's hundred um, percent. In terms of Baez, we're not gonna resign him. That's that's over. We're not gonna be. Uh, we're not gonna sign him. Right. Free agency, yeah, I know. I think he's gonna wanna stick with the Mets uh, to play with Lindor. Yeah, uh, definitely. Wanna, because um, didn't Lindor and Baez uh, didn't they grow up with each other in Puerto Rico? Like same. Like I know they knew of each other. You know, like I'm not saying like when we were talking about that, like they weren't like best friends. You know what I mean? But like they were like they know of each other. They've known of each other for a very long time. Like I think Wilson and right. Baez have known each other since like 2011, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then I think before the trade deadline, Baez said he wants to play with the Mets, right? Right. I called you about that. I was like, it's going, so, it's going down, bro. He shouldn't have said that. I go, he spoke yeah. too soon. And honestly, I like what we got for Baez. You know, we don't have to talk about all of it, but um, it was one of those things where I felt like, like, damn, like you just, you, you fucked the draft stock or the, the, the trade stock. Like by saying that, like now it's like, ah, oh, well, now it's kind of hurting us because we know that they can get him for free and free agency. And it's like, I was like, bro, if you just don't say anything, bro, just don't talk. Like Chris, Chris didn't say a word about San Francisco. Chris even made it a point to where he was like, I might want to resign here, even if you do trade me. And I was just like, hey, bro, just relax. Don't say nothing. Just go. Just leave. You know what I mean? But we're going to talk oh, about true. it real quick. That could, that could have cost you uh, Joey Bart. I don't want to talk about it, but that, I don't want to talk about that. Joey Bart. I don't want to talk about it. I thought and it, uh, top catcher catching prospect Joey Bart is a is a future cornerstone yeah. of a team. He's a an amazing prospect, right? And Which, you guys actually got Joey Bart, but then it fell through, right? And we did have Joey Bart. I, from what I'm understanding, and I haven't heard. I heard it once, and then never heard it again. What it was, it was either they wanted Zach Davies. You know, they wanted Chris Bryant, Zach Davies, and a prospect for Joey Bart. Or it was something like Miguel Amaya, Chris Bryant, something like that. I, I have no idea which parts were true, which parts are false. You know, anybody can speculate anything. But um, I like I like to think that it was like Zach Davies and Chris Bryant because they do need help in their starting rotation, especially now that Trey Turner's entering L.A. Um, you know, that's so crazy, too. It's like 64 wins of the Giants, 60 Do- 62 Dodgers, 60 Padres. Like, it's going to be tight, dude. It's going to be... And that, yeah, dude, that divisional crown is so valuable. Dude, so. it's going to be crazy. But, you know, we talk about... And I, I wanted your opinion, too, because you know these guys. And now that they're not on your team, I don't want to hear you say, he's a bum, because you were probably gawking over him last week. But Ryan Tapera was the first one to go. This one, I knew. Me and you were talking about it for a couple weeks. I told you... Um, Andrew Chafin ended up going to the athletics um, in Oakland. And then I said, you can get Andrew, you can get Ryan, you can, me and you were actually even talking about you getting Craig and how that would work. Cause me and you were like, who's the closer right. on, Mon- on Monday, you foreshadowed that Nick Madrigal will be uh, fe- like, you put him within a future Cubs lineup. And now this was Monday. 
And then we talked about a lot about how Craig Kimbrough might be a pitcher for the Sox. Well, you and I didn't like we we have conversations every day. So we didn't right. We me and him have like a hundred different lineups going on. And then four days later, you were right. <laughs> crazy. I'm starting to believe you're a witch, bro. Like how how. Do you have like contact with the other side? Like, how the fuck do you know all this? It was just like for <laughs> me, for me thinking, bro. It was like I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like, it was just a a want. Like that was something I wanted. Like if I was like, and it was realistic because I was like, Eloy is not going because Jed would just look stupid. It would make Theo look stupid. Like just getting giving him back when you could have kept him this whole time. You know, Robert is never leaving a Chicago White Sox uniform until that contract is up. You know what I mean? Um, that's how... In eight years, right. So. And that's how unbelievably talented I think this kid actually is. You put me on with him um, without a doubt. You were talking to me about him since we were 16, bro. Like, we're 21 now, turning 22. Like, dude, like, this kid is the cornerstone if he can stay healthy of the MLB. Like, Tatis is the face right now, but Robert, I think... Is it Robert or Robert? Robert Robert doesn't. Uh, yeah. it, sorry, it's but Robert. if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But um, I I haven't heard him on TV enough, long enough to hear him. You know, he's never healthy. But if he can stay healthy, that kid is the future of baseball. Tony Larusa believes it. I believe it. So one thing me and Tony Larusa actually agree on because he's. We'll talk about that. But you know, you get Ryan Tapera, and we're talking about that. And I was like, you know, maybe we'll get. We're not going to get Nick. For, for Ryan and we ended up getting a 23 year old left-handed pitcher Bailey Horn how do you feel about like being real with me how, how do we how are we supposed to feel about Bailey Horn okay well first of all I, I fuck with you a lot so uh, since since we were kids I would tell you just like utter bullshit about your players that just to get you pissed off because it's hilarious yeah I know off. but real talk Bailey Horn I do not know much about him so I don't want to spit ignorance I just know that he's not big of a prospect, so we'll see. Cody Hoare, or here, this guy can be a, a future star right. or a future star reliever. This guy has all the stuff that you need. The thing is, he struggled this year. He was amazing last year. He struggled this year. He has amazing talent. He can be a, a future star reliever. Um, and Madrigal is a generational type of hitter, in my opinion. Nelly Fox for all the uh, all the viewers. I'm sorry that that's disrespect for all the you know all old old school viewers that are watching right now. Nelly Fox is the comp that everybody gives for Nick Madrigal. Nick Madrigal is an automatic 300 uh, hitter. Um, he's a future, I believe, Gold Glover. He struggled in defense the past two years, but I think he'll reach his potential. The dude is eh with his speed. And his um, he's not gonna hit homers, so I think he's gonna be he's gonna be with the Cubs for fifteen years. Like that dude has Anthony Rizzo type of leadership. You guys will love him. Um, Cody Hero is gonna be a beast. Bailey Horn, I do not know. So just for, I'm gonna say this to the viewers are watching. If you guys are young, pay attention, study these prospects like uh, Mikey did uh, for the 2012 rebuild of the Cubs. And like I did for the 2017 rebuild of the White Sox. Study these prospects. Uh, don't get attached to them because I got never get attached to them. Yeah, I got attached to Nick Madrigal and I almost cried to Mike on Facebook <laughs> yesterday. So don't get attached. Just study them. It's going to make the rebuild more fun. It's going to make the rebuild fly through. By the way, the Cubs rebuild won't last for you. It's going to. I give it two. Rebuild will be two years. Two years. Yeah, two years. Um, and for the White Sox young view, uh, viewer, just enjoy this ride. Cubs fans, 
enjoy the White Sox run. You know, when the I'm I'm living it. I love it. Series, yeah. When the Cubs won the World Series, I was so happy for the city. And I never hated the Cubs after that. I mean, I I fuck around with Cubs fans, but I've never hated the Cubs truly uh, when they won the World Series. Um, where was I going with that? So yeah, um, Craig Kimbrell. I think the White Sox have a two-year championship window. I really do. Yeah, I think Craig Kimbrell. I'd give it three. Uh, if you, yeah, if you want to stretch it, and the reason why is because we should win the World Series this year or next year. Right. First of all, pitching wins championships. Our bullpen starters, realistically, the White Sox starters can go one through five, and then six would be Kopech, seventh would be um, Tapera, eighth would be. Um, Hendricks and that would be Kimbrell. Right. I mean, who's gonna stay? And you forget. You forget. Win. I think a lot of people forget about Crochet and Crochet, and yeah. Bummer and all these guys that yes. are actually re- like Bummer's a stud. I free- I feel like people underrate him all the time. Bummer's a bum. This no, bro. I like Aaron Bummer, bro. I just feel like so, he gets put in these scenarios where like like he's just you know I think it's like a mental game. I think he got like really satisfied with his game last season. He was. I felt like he was a cornerstone of that bullpen last year. And, you know, a lot of people might disagree with me on that. But, you know, 60 games, I don't care what it was. Like, it was a good season for him. And I feel like if he can tap into that, it's just the beginning of the first. I want people to remember this. And all the Cubs fans I know are listening. Man, Nick Castellanos, bro, when he was with the Tigers, what was it, 2019? In the first half, no one cared. No one gave a shit. And then the second half with the Cubs, boom, clicked. Got this fat ass deal with the Reds, and he's been a three over three hundred hitter. Has over thirty home runs on the year every year since. That's just how he is. Like anything can happen at any time. Some of these guys, the way they plan it out, and I think you'll notice it a lot. I noticed it starting in twenty sixteen. Some guys, you know, they don't start off as hot. Jake Arrieta in twenty seventeen, you were kind of like, like, is there a fall off? And then the second half of the year, he's just amazing. And you're like, okay, that makes sense. Like you're. You understand that how much this takes out of your body if you're trying to throw no hitters every single game for 30 plus starts a game or a, a year, you're not going to go anywhere. So for you, I feel like give Tapera, who had a rough go yesterday, he had two rough goes yesterday, three. Jose Abreu gets chucked in the head. Um, Tony La Russa tr- tries to get into a fight. Right. And Tony La Russa was ready to go. I was, that was awesome. Dude, he was going. He didn't give a shit. He pushed somebody. He was ready to go. I was excited. I was watching it. I was He's like, being held back. bro, I was, I was on my phone, right? And this is no disrespect. I'm on my phone and I hear boom. And I look up and Jose Abreu was on the floor. And I was like, because I was texting and I just, it was just the middle of an at bat. You don't expect that. Um, I should expect that by now. Rizzo and Brian get hit like nothing. But it was like, I was like, damn, is he okay? And out of nowhere, here comes Tony. Tony was like, and I was like, yeah. like Jesus Christ, Tony, no. Yeah, and then he pushed the catcher, uh, started screaming at each other, and then that caused the bases to be cleared. And then Miguel Cairo, our bench uh, coach, was holding back uh, <laughs> while, while Lewis was trying to fight. <laughs> Dude, I love it. It started off rough. I feel like there was a lot of like, like I was kind of like worried with guys like Tim Anderson, um, you know, Looking back on it, you know, we're not going to talk about him. I refuse to talk about him on this podcast. I don't know if you knew that. Trevor Bauer was one of those guys. I was like, his personality wouldn't want to go to the White Sox with La Russa. Um, But now his personality looks like he's only fits with jail. So we're not even going to talk about him. Um, 
but yeah, I thought it was I thought it was gonna be very interesting. But he's he's been a leader. He's been he's been good. Um, you know that Mercedes stuff. I don't think he handled well. But then he brings him right back in before he retires. But not to get off topic. But I'm just saying, like I like I'm starting to like Tony Larusa. I think he's growing on me. But for Krimble and Tapera, you already talked about Hendricks and Bummer and Crochet Kopech. I think you right. got the best bullpen in baseball, without a doubt. And we, we, well, we do, yeah. yeah. But we also have the best pitch, uh, like starting best rotation in the AL. All right, I'll I give you that one. The, uh, all of baseball. I'll I think give you Dodgers that. Dodgers have something to say about that. So that's why I think this is my comp. Okay, I mean that comp. This is my prediction. We're gonna go to the World Series this year. We're yeah. gonna go. Um, we're not gonna win it. It's gonna be Dodgers versus. Um, White Sox and the Dodgers uh, do it, you know, they'll complete a 2 p. I have a question for you. Why the hell did you guys not trade Kyle Hendricks? Kyle Hendricks is one of those guys you don't trade. Kyle Hendricks, if I'm not mistaken, has three years left on his deal, not including this year. So it's one of those things where it's like he's still an ace. And the thing with Kyle, for me, um, you don't have to worry about Kyle. Like, age doesn't matter with a Greg Maddox type guy because... First of all, you can't throw out your arm when you're only pumping 80 plus miles per hour, 80s, low 80s, mid 80s. Um, he can control his velocity. He can control his pitching, his framing. He's great with painting the corners. He's one of those guys that I think can last a very long time. He's not like um, we have a guy named Braylon Marquez. You know, Michael Kopech as well. Like yeah. as much as I love both of those guys for pumping 105 as starters, it, you've seen it with Michael more times than I have. Like. It's dangerous, dude, and, and the your longevity is not long. So think about it from this aspect, not to name every single player that we got in this deadline, but to ignore that, think about all the prospects we just got, Bailey Horn, Greg Dykeman, all these guys, you know what I mean, Armstrong, et cetera, et cetera. Add that on to Braylon Marquez, Cole Franklin, Brennan Davis, Ed Howard, Miguel Amaya, you still got Wilson. If Ian Happ can tap into what he once was in the farm system, that's another bat right there. You have a great, you have Nico, Nico Horner, and Nick Madrigal, both 300 plus hitters in the same lineup. If you put three powerhouse batters in that, you know, you're set. You have your lineup. So to trade Kyle, for me, it's like, okay, you bring up, you know, Justin Steele, Keegan Thompson, Braylon, all these other guys, you still need your ace. And with the way the Ricketts have been spending money, which is they haven't, um, it's one of those things where I want to hold on to Kyle because if we can make another championship run, say three years from now, like when you said Kershaw's deal's over, um, Craig Kimbrough's deal's over, all these other guys, their deals are over. You know what I mean? And we see Tatis again with shoulder injuries. How is that going to keep going as the years right. go on? We're going to have he, those talks. He re-injured the same shoulder, so... It's it's yeah, interesting. That's, that's it's interesting. Scary. And as a, you know, Cubs fan, I know that feeling with Chris Bryant. Like it's what hold us back for a very long time. 2018, uh Chris was barely around. 2019 it was still lingering. So for to answer your question, if we can bring all these prospects up and keep Wilson, have a DH and have Kyle Hendricks and possibly even get rid of Hayward, you know, just cut it and then fill out that outfield with what we want. Um, we can't do it right now. It'll be too much money to take on. But next year or the year after that, definitely. Um, so to have Kyle still there, he knows what it takes to win. He could say, I was a part of this 2016 team. I know what it takes. David Ross, in my opinion, will not be on the team by 2024. Um, I, I'd i like to see if he he's, makes it past next year. He's your Ricky Renteria. Yeah, without uh, a doubt. Without uh, a doubt. During the rebuild. Right. And, um, also... Uh, you need a you need a 
So Jose Abreu was just for our White Sox team during the rebuild. You need someone that can tell the young players, man, I've experienced it all. I've experienced when the Cubs sucked. I've experienced the rebuild. I've experienced our World Series championship. I've experienced, yeah, no, he's going to be a leader for you guys. Um, but So, by the way, them keeping Kyle Hendricks and not even having discussions with anyone, potentially, I'm not sure if this is true. I don't know, there's no sources that back this up. But I think them not trading Kyle Hendricks is an indication that they're planning to compete. Right. Like, this is more of a retooling than it is anything else. And it just feels like a rebuild because your favorite, because your favorite player is gone. That's the, that's the truth. Like, here's, for me, when the Bulls. I disagree. I disagree with that. You know why? First of all, this is our first debate, right? (laughs) Huh. But I disagree because you don't trade a guy like Javi Baez. You don't trade a guy like Anthony Rizzo. You don't trade a guy like Chris Bryant. You just don't. Those are like Mookie Bat. You However, don't. The rentals. And why I love Jed Hoyer right now, and he's going to be a fantastic GM or president. I'm not sure if he's a president or a GM. He's going to be amazing. Do you know why? He's aggressive and he's smart. They, they're rentals, so you trade them immediately. You're probably not going to get Javi Baez. I wouldn't be surprised if you got Rizzo or Bryant back. So right. you know, th- these are players you don't. you simply do not trade. But I would uh, Ricketts' uh, uh, pockets are deep, so I would not be surprised. They're if mad deep, signed. bro. They're mad oh, deep, and yeah. you know, <laughs> I'll say this. I'll say this, and I say it at risk because I know I work there. But um, I'm tired of hearing the violin of "Oh, we can't spend money. We don't have it." You have it. You have you it. You guys have your own network. Which team has their own network? And that's what. And a hotel across the street. You own half of the fucking neighborhood. I'm like, listen. Here's my thinking. And I could be, you know, we're we're. I only got like one more question for you, but you know, we're having, you know, we're just talking. But as you can answer it if you want. I feel like if we get Bryant and Rizzo back, you know, Baez, like we said, happy with Lindor. He's gonna love Pete Alonso. Mark my words. Jacob Degrom, Noah Syndergaard, like. He's gonna he's gonna be full of it once Cindergard gets back if he gets it's back. New York, right? It's, it's and he's in New York. He's in the Mecca. He's happy. Yeah. Now, if you were to get Rizzo back, say you know f Bryce Ball, forget it. You know that's maybe that's the mentality of the Cubs. I like Bryce Ball. We'll see what happens. Um, if you get Rizzo and Bryant back, and next year your lineup looks like Rizzo, Bryant, Contreras, Amaya, Brennan Davis, Nico Horner, Nick Madrigal, um, Ian Happ, and then whoever else you want to bring up. And then you get a DH, possibly. We're talking possibly. You know, we've been talking about uh, effing. We've been talking about a DH since Kyle Schwarber got drafted to the Cubs. That's how long me and you have been talking to it. Um, CBA expires soon, so I think that it'll it'll definitely happen just because of how well it worked out last year. Like it was, you saw so many less injuries with pitchers. But um, you know, I think if you get those two back. Not only do you fleece the system, it's one of those things where I'm like, wow, like we we did that. It reminds me a lot of a Rollis Chapman for Torres. You know, they get a roll, they get a Rollis back, they get they get Torres, they do their thing. Um, but to lead into trades, you know, we're talking about that. My final thing for you before I let you go, busy man, he works at the hospital. Not gonna bother him too much. Um, you know, we're talking we're talking Quintana, we're talking Kimbrel. You know, forget. No offense to Bailey Horn or Ryan Tapera, but that wasn't the blockbuster of the Cubs and Sox this this trade deadline. Um, but you know we're talking Jose Quintana, twenty seventeen ace, goes to the Chicago Cubs. They make it NLCS. Um, you know now you got Craig Kimbrell, the best closer in the NL, is linking up with the best closer in the AL. Who won? Who who fleeced who? 
in your opinion. So possibly, possibly best closer in the history of the game. Oh yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt, top three. You couldn't argue it not be. But for you, you know, we're talking. We're talking Dylan Cease, who isn't fully panning out, um, and, and Eloy Jimenez, who is fully panning out, just needs to be healthy. Yeah. For Jose Quintana, who didn't really do much. Now we're talking Craig Kimbrell for Nick Madrigal, an easy 300 hitter, and um, Cody Cody um, Hoyer. Cody Hoyer. So what would you, in your opinion, and, and I think of it for me personally, I think Cease is your Hoyer. Like, it can work or it can't. You know, you'll see yeah, you'll yeah. see spurts of both. Um, but for Madrigal versus Eloy, who do you think won? There can't. Who do you think yeah, won? There can't. Well, right. First of all, Madrigal and Eloy are can't miss players. Right. They're gonna succeed. Uh, yeah, and the the uh, the other two, they're like okay, they have potential. So, um, in two thousand seventeen, when the White Sox traded. Jose Quintana. First of all, let's let's get what Jose Quintana was. Jose Quintana was the most reliable pitcher in all of baseball. Without a doubt, no one's as reliable as Jose Quintana in terms of health, uh, innings pitch, and just quality innings. He averaged like three point thirty something ERA every single year. However, in the two thousand seventeen season, he sucked. Well, when he was with the White Sox, and I saw that. Okay, I'm like, okay, I don't want to freak out. Maybe he's that's it. Like we've been relying on him too much. He's been pitching too much, and you know he's been healthy for too long. He might be, you know, he might suck down the line. White the White Sox, you have to give it to them. The White Sox are good with pitchers. They oh, can yeah. tell if a Dude, pitcher's going to succeed you used or to not. Tell They've me, been like that since the beginning. Right? You told me. I, I remember you would tell me the history of the White Sox. He'd say it every single day in class, and I never wanted to hear any of it. But the one thing I remember was. When Chris Sale was drafted, he was a reliever, and no one thought he could be a starter. In college. Right. Well, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was a starter in college. Everyone said he's going to be a reliever because of his delivery. Sox said, nah, he's going to be a starter. He skipped the minor leagues and then became a reliever for a, a season or two and then became a Hall of Fame starter. Right, and, you know, he's coming back soon. So I think, you know, you're talking a lot of smack about, oh, we're easy, or easy World Series walk, but I just want you to know, Kyle Schwarber's coming back fully healthy. Um, I don't care what anybody says, he's in the AL now, full-time DH. He's hit 20 home runs in 17 games, something crazy like that, um, back in June. Chris Sale's coming back also for Boston. So I think, you know, as the, as the Astros being your number one competition, I like the Blue Jays. I like, you know, what the Yankees are trying to do. I think it's a little too late, but it's never too late. They're trying to get to the playoffs. Right. They're like, for me, I want everybody – I want all my Yankees fans that are listening out there because um, I know there's a few, um, you know, to, be, to say, oh, well, we're 10 games back, we can't come back. I want you to know me and Adam and the entire city of Chicago were talking about a Crosstown World Series and then the Cubs out of nowhere, who were in first place, dropped 12 straight. Right. So, I mean, the Yankees could easily come back. The Yankees could do that. But we're talking about Craig. We're talking about, you know, the best pitcher or the best closer right now in baseball. I don't even care. I'd go as far to say he's better than Liam Hendricks right now. First of all, a part of a no-hitter. So until you get there, I don't want to hear it. Um, he has a, like a what? A 0.88 ERA on the year. More saves than I can oh, count. Right. right. The kid- so Kimbrell uh, started pitching in 2010. Um, his worst season um, was with the Cubs. 2019, he had a 6.53 ERA. 2020, he had 5.28. That's unlike <laughs> Kimbrell. And actually, I was the one, and many other people agreed with me, 
that thought that that's it, Kimbrough is done. You know, right. he's old. He's been too good. Usually, 30, 31, 32, 33 is an old age for a reliever. We thought he was done. His before his Cubs tenure, 2016, he had a 3.40 ERA. Yeah, that's like okay for a reliever. Right, and he came out of nowhere. Kimbrough said it himself. He said the Cubs. Uh, where the organization that helped me get out of the stuff that I was in. He has a 0.71 ERA right now, and he's 33 years old. You said 71? So, 0.71. <laughs> That's insane. That's awesome. It went so, down. It went I down. The, I know the Yankees fan are saying, Yankees fan are saying, nah, Mariano Rivera is the best. It's Mary, it's correct. Kimbrough is within that conversation. Right. So back to that trade. So, um, Theo, Theo Epstein once said, there's a crosstown tax that we have to pay if we're ever going to make a crosstown trade. And right. so he admitted that he overpaid for Jose Quintana. Yeah, he definitely um, did. Yeah, and Jose Quintana, I mean, I get it from Theo Epstein's perspective. Uh, he's been so consistent. Jose Quintana will get back. He's right. not going to so, be a tried. So for you, though, what do you think? Like, do you think, like... We fleeced, we fleeced you guys. You- Rick Hahn... Fucked you guys up. You think you think you fleeced up. Like Jimenez trade is a future MVP. Huh. Like he's a David Ortiz type of player. Huh. Now, so we we fleeced you guys, and you guys got it. Mm. But for yesterday's trade, Nick Madrigal is. I love Nick Madrigal, but if I'm gonna remove my personal attachment to this prospect that I saw grow up in Nick Madrigal, Nick Madrigal is a guy that can be a future Gold Glover. He's been bad in de- uh, with defense for the past two years with the White Sox. But he can be. He's a young guy. He's always going to be an th- uh, automatic 300 type of hitter a season. Um, sadly, I've watched a lot of uh, uh, Nick Madrigal games. Nick Madrigal is a singles machine. Most of what he hits becomes singles. Uh, he's not going to get you a lot of RBIs. He's not going to hit home runs. He's probably going to hit three a season. Um, the dude is not that fast. You know, 2020 had 103 at bats, 340 average, 11 RBIs, um, seven strikeouts. The guy doesn't <laughs> strike out. Uh, 2021, he had 200 at bats, 305 average, 21 RBIs, 17 strikeouts. You got birds, Adam? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, I'm sorry. Nah, you're good. Uh, my, bro- my baby brother is going crazy. So um, we're trying to win the World Series this year, next year. So right. now, if know, you don't, a- if you don't win the World Series, here's the thing: with the Cubs, they made it to the NLCS. So to before we end it, like we did do something with Jose Quintana. Without Jose Quintana, John Lackey was falling okay, apart. John Lackey got matter, moved though. to the bullpen. Doesn't matter though. It you, does you matter. It does matter because no, getting there shit. matters. So if you don't get there, if you don't get there, a bunch of scrubs, bro. You guys got Javi Baez, this guy, bro. This guy, bro. Addison Russell, and you only won one World Series. Come on, this guy, bro. I don't. You guys could have a dynasty. So what's gonna happen? (laughs) What's gonna happen when the Dodgers three P and the Sox have nothing? Uh, Oh, it's different then. It's different then. It's it's different because it's, well it's not different. It's not as different. You know why? Because you know who the same person is fucking me every single year is the Dodgers. But yeah, with that true. being said, um, Adam, I just want to say thank you for coming on, my boy. You're always welcome on the show. Um, we will still have this debate on the next one and the next one after that. It will always forever be Nick Madrigal over Eloy Jimenez. I don't care what anybody says. But Adam, any last things you want to talk about? Any last things you got to say?
Well, I just have to say this. Mike, you have a very good future. You have a very golden future. You've been doing this for a few months and you're growing so much. I mean, I'm sorry, this idiot. <laughs> but the, compared, like comparing, if I would, like I, I listen to a lot of podcasts on Twitter and comparing you to them, these are 35, 36, 32 year old people. They don't get the type of people that you get on your show. That shows that God has placed trust and has a plan for you. So just keep on going. And for all the viewers, you got a good one. <laughs> I appreciate you, my boy. But that's all I got to tell you guys today. Thank you guys for listening. This is Mike Hughes, Adam Saleh. This is all I got for you today.